Hello, welcome to Her Dark Materials. I'm Faye. Hi. And I'm Rachel. Hello. This is usually a podcast where we're reading through and discussing Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials novels, a chapter at a time, spoiler free. But in these special bonus episodes, we'll be talking about the new BBC and HBO TV adaptation of the books, currently airing every week until the 22nd of December. Be warned that there will be spoilers in these episodes for Northern Lights and the other books in the series. So if you haven't read the books yet, come back and join us when you're all caught up, or listen to the book episodes. Cool, hey. Hi. Hi, Faye. How's Uh, it going? uh, (laughs) You're a bit worse for wear, aren't you? I am. I've got an ear infection, and my ear is so gummy. It's so gummy. Uh, I... Went, and this is probably too much information, people. If you don't like gore, maybe don't <laughs> listen to this bit, but... You don't like gore and minor injuries. Yeah. I went to the doctors, and they, like, shoved that, like, thing in your ear to look in your ear, and something just went pop, and my <laughs> ear was full of person, other nice things that shouldn't be in your ear. Now it feels all weird and itchy and horrible. <laughs> but, like, at least it's not... It was so painful of the weekend, so at least it's not, like, as painful anymore. It just feels weird now. But yeah, uh, so if I sound sad, <laughs> I am a bit. And also I was in so much pain last night while I was watching the TV show that I don't know, actually know how much attention that I paid. I felt like I was really watching it. But then afterwards I was like, I don't remember anything. And I think it's because I was like on like loads of painkillers and stuff. Aww. And I was like, what happened? Um, I did make some Watching notes. It like a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'll see, as always, I'll see if I can decipher my handwriting, but I'll also see if I can actually remember what I was even talking about when I wrote these notes. Oh. Um, <laughs> as always, I failed to take any notes. I'll be winging it, so you're welcome. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I suppose the first thing that I wrote down was Will. Yeah. Uh, actual Will, not just a picture. Yeah. Real Will with lines and everything. He's actually in it now with a mum. Yeah. In his boxing gear. Yeah. It was, uh, the first line was like Kaiser saying something about how Will and Lyra will be intertwined forever. Like something along those lines. I was watching it with Liam as always. And he was like, oh, that's a bit like spoilery, isn't it? Because he was like, I don't know anything. He doesn't know anything about the books or the TV show, like I said before. And he was like, well, now I know that. And it would have been, I think he would have preferred it if they hadn't said it and and that we were just seeing this yeah. new person and not knowing why. Because I suppose we already knew a little bit because of like Lord Boreal and looking at him and his mum. But yeah. I quite, I personally, I quite liked it. I liked the, like the the line and the it way feels, that Kaiser said it. It feels more epic knowing yeah. that they've both got fates that have much further to go and that they will be intertwined. It's kind of, it is very. It's very like prophetic. It's a very witchy thing to say, yeah. and then also, it kind of matches like the tone of the piece in terms of being like things are stepping up. Mm-hmm. We're reaching. We're past the halfway mark. Things are getting stepped up. Things are going to get more epic. And here's an epic prediction for you. Yeah, but I know what he means as well. Like, if you have, if you don't know that their fates are going to be intertwined somehow, then it is a bit of a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I like the the guy that plays Will. Um, he is taller and older than I thought he would be. He seemed a lot older than Lyra. I know that he is. He's like a year older than yeah. her, isn't he, or something. But to me, he just seemed a lot older than her. And I think he's he's doing a really good job so far. I like him. But 
Yeah, I think well, he I... could be one of those kids though that looks older than he is. Yeah, and, ha- and possibly because he's having to act older than he is. Because we see in this episode him acting as more of a caretaker for his mother. We're starting mm-hmm. to learn about his situation and how he has to look after her. And, you know, he is described as being old for his years kind of thing. So maybe yeah. it's that vibe that's kind of aging him up. Yeah, maybe. Also, they can't have too many child actors because they're, they're like, <laughs> they'd really struggle to film it. <laughs> I was thinking like they're going to really have to pack in this filming schedule because those kids are going to grow up so fast. Yeah, but then also you can't film with them too much, which yeah. is why there's perhaps less Lyra than you would perhaps expect with her being the protagonist, but it's literally because of, like, child labour laws mean yeah. that you can't, you literally can't have them in every scene. That's true. Um, Pack in some more Coulter and Boreal action. <laughs> oh, ooh, we didn't get any Mrs Coulter. We didn't. I felt like she was sorely missed. Yeah, I did, actually. For an episode that's had quite a strong reaction online, lots of people saying it's made them cry, it didn't, as, like, an avid reader of the books, it didn't hit me in the place that I thought it would. Yeah. So I was saying, like, oh, I'm not prepared for it to be Billy. And then, obviously, it was. And we're talking about the kid in the fish in the fish shed yeah. um, at this point, when I made a prediction last week that I thought that they might have blended the little characters mm-hmm. of Tony Macarius and Billy. And they have, but it didn't break me like I thought it would. It didn't break anyone like I thought it would. I, it flat. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think I messaged... Well, you were watching it a tiny bit after me, so I didn't mm. want to message him, ruin it. <laughs> but you mess, like we were messaging and I said, like, I didn't really feel much. The most I felt in that bit was Pan being really scared. And yeah. And it was really cute. They did a really good job of making yeah. it. When he was, like, the little white fox and he's cowering. Yeah. And I feel like they did a really good job of Yorick this week as well. Like, yeah. he... His moment with Lyra when she's like cuddling up against him and she's like, sorry, I didn't mean to cause offence. Yeah. And then like just chats rubbish at him and he's got this like, ugh, children yeah. kind of face. Like he's done really well. Mm-hmm. Like I like the way he's animated. But um, considering it was such a Yorick and Lyra heavy chapter, episode, episode, um, I didn't, I don't know. It didn't hit me in the, it didn't hit me in the right places. I know that when we get to the book chapter, I'm going to, like chat about all my feels because that book chapter hits me where it hurts mm-hmm. and it's re- it's just so well done that I think they maybe they just didn't stand a chance of living up to it or it would have just been too scary if they'd have done it um, accurate to the books maybe uh, so you're probably the best place to talk about this because I've only read the books once but there are certain things that they left out right so he is the kid in the book who's not Billy it's Tony Tony yeah. he's Holding a fish. Yeah, he's clutching a dried fish. Yeah. Um, Lyra also gets to have an interaction with the villagers. There's a man from the village says that the village has been haunted. Yes. And um, so she's convinced it is a ghost when she's going up mm-hmm. to the shed and then she realises it's a boy. And he's, yeah, clutching this fish and is like, where's my ratter? Like, where's my... And he's asking, like, where's my mummy? Kind mm-hmm. of vibe, like, mm-hmm. where's, where's my ratter? Where's my... And he's, like, looks emaciated and he looks cold and he looks... Like, pathetic, but in a way that's also, like, horrifying. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't get Billy... He just didn't have any lines. He was unresponsive, which I understand why they did that in terms of what... Having read the whole series of books, what we know about what Dust is and how Dust and Demons are connected and, you know, he's lacking all responsiveness to the world. Yeah. It makes sense that that might be how he's responding, but also it just loses that impact of him being, like... Yeah. And then the man from the village like tries to make Lyra and Eirik buy the fish. Uh. But they're like, he's like, take the ghost away, take the child away. We don't want him. 
but you're going to have to pay for that fish. And she's like, fuck off. And um, Eric like roars at the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a moment that I like that we didn't get. Yeah. Uh, it was... I wanted it to be more and I want it because it just felt like it was a kid that died and although that's obviously horrific like don't get me wrong nobody wants to see that in in a tv show it's awful but there's obviously other elements at at play here like with the demons and what that means and oh his demons gone and I know we're gonna find out more about that but I I didn't think it played into that very well he he was just kind of there and I just wanted a bit more from it I, I wasn't feeling the feels I didn't feel the impact of the horror that I think you're supposed to feel when you see someone without their demon. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because maybe at the beginning of the episode I wanted maybe a few more moments of, like, Lyra and Pan having that real connection. Yeah. And more of, like, people with their demons and showing how much people's demons are, like, mm-hmm. so connected to them. So then when you see someone without their demon, it's more horrifying yeah. and more shocking. I think maybe because of the TV show so far, like we've discussed, there's a lot of time when you can't see people's demons. And obviously people have demons that are not always unsure. And obviously from, like, a, I suppose, like, visual effects perspective, it's hard to put someone's demon in every single scene. But I think that maybe we're we're not quite there with how important they are. Um, There was a couple of scenes in this uh, episode, actually, and I can't remember exactly which ones they were, but I remember thinking, where's Pan? Like, we only really saw him at the bits where he was being the little scared Mm. fox, and then the little bits after that. But before that, I was like, I'm not seeing Pan at all this episode. They needed, like, a little, um, maybe, like, an explanation of... Because I know in the books, when you're reading it, it explains that because it's so cold, Pan spends a lot of his time as a little mouse tucked into Lyra's coat collar. Yeah. And maybe we needed that moment of seeing, like, acknowledging that he's there. Yeah. So that then when we don't see him we can assume that he's there yeah, yeah. but yeah we, there was none of that like clarification i know it's hard to like edit all that stuff into a, an episode but it was it was another episode where it basically kind of just dealt with the one chapter because mm-hmm. it is a really big moment and i felt like to say that you've taken a whole episode to do what one chapter it's not had the impact that i wanted it to have on me yeah the other thing with demons as well is uh as soon as i can't remember it it, it might be, Lyra might say it to Pan, or Pan might say it to Lyra when they find him in the shed. Immediately, they're like, where's Rata? Where's his demon? But then we've not seen Pan, like, for most of the episode. We we don't see everyone's demons all the time. So, like, yeah. why did they jump to that conclusion so suddenly? And then again, when they brought That's him back to his mum. If he'd have said, where's Rata? Where's yes. my Rata? I've yeah. lost my Rata. It would have maybe had more of that impact because he doesn't know where his demon is. And yeah. For me, that would have been more heart-wrenching yeah maybe 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 the little kid maybe you couldn't carry it off <laughs> yeah, i don't know I don't, yeah i just it he felt like he was already dead when they found him yeah. which i guess is kind of half the point but like i wanted more of that heartbreaking moment and then i wanted more from his ending as well because mm. I, again kind of spoiling forward for the books and this chapter which like proper made an impact on me it's like Lyra, they when he dies, the Egyptian men don't think and they take the fish off him and Lyra flips out at them yeah. and screams at them and is like, that was the closest thing he had to a demon and you threw it away, you you animals, you horrible people. And she like has this moment of rage. I wanted that for Lyra. Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. And then Pan has like a really touching moment where he like snuggles up to him. Even though you're not supposed to touch someone else's demon, Pan mm. does it, and like Lyra knows that it's weird and it feels like a taboo, but she knows it's a heartfelt moment. Yeah, we didn't have that, 
And there's so many of these like formative things that like made an impact on me from the book that we're just missing. Mm. They've not really broached that yet, have they? That you you're not really supposed to touch somebody else's demon. I know we got mm. the moment with Boreal where he grabbed that woman's butterfly demon, um, and you saw her kind of like gasp at it. Yeah, and, then and a little anyway. half moment at the end of this episode where the lady in the station goes to grab at Pan when he's uh, on the floor and he quickly yeah. turns into a moth and yeah. she's like, oh, so you can change that. Yeah, yeah. Lyra looks horrified that she's tried to touch him. Yeah, yeah. But we've not had like a proper, this we're is... Not, yeah, we've thing. not had it said yeah. that explicitly. I did really enjoy Lee again and his relationship with Lyra. Yeah, he's lazy so Lee like, when he's in the car at the beginning. Aww. And he's like, why would I walk when I can just get York to pull me along? Yeah. <laughs> and his relationship with Lyra is more, I mean, you can correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, but it seems more dad-like than in the books. He like he tells her in this episode that he's like proud of her and stuff, and he like they're they're in the same like tent together and and that yeah. kind of stuff. I feel like he has more maybe more of an attachment to Lyra. So I saw him in the book as being a bit more of a supporting character. Like he's there throughout most of the stuff that mm. happens in the books, but he's not always at the forefront. And it feels like he's having more of a, a of connection, a dad vibe. yeah, like with Lyra. I'm trying to think if I got that from the books. Um, I definitely got the impression that they were like really good friends and that Lyra mm. admires him a lot. I can't think if I got a dad vibe from the books. We'll find out when we get there. We will. When we meet him. Yeah. But yeah, he that, that was nice. I liked that. They did a good job. I wrote that like Kaiser is basically the king of exposition. Yeah. A bit like Giles <laughs> in Buffy. I felt a bit sorry. Like, I always feel a bit sorry for those actors that have that job of like, right, it's your job to get everything across to the to the viewers to make sure they know what's going on and what's yeah. happening and I feel like that's Kaiser's job now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I'm still disappointed he's not a goose, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. I mean, he's doing all this expert I I get maybe because he does do a lot of complicated talking. Maybe it would have been really hard to make him look like that elegant and wise with a big old goose neck. <laughs> but like I'm just annoyed he's not a goose. Yeah. <laughs> we get to meet Serafina Pecola. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah. I don't like her dress. Yeah. <laughs> her dress is a little bit like, oh gosh, I don't know. It's a little bit too lace, like lacy layers for me. Because I, I know yeah. that in the books, there are, the witches, I think, are described as being like, they don't feel the cold, so it makes sense for her to be wearing like no jacket or anything mm-hmm. to have her shoulders out. But they're wearing like um, silks that like, with like whispery silks yeah. and stuff and I kind of always deman- always imagined it in much simpler whereas mm. it was a lot of like lace and layers going on yeah I, I like we were saying this but I liked the like scarification vibe and all that kind of stuff on yeah her. she looked good and yeah Farda Coram again Ooh. Coram Van Texel yeah I knew that I'm really yeah. annoyed it's like one of the things that I actually <laughs> knew and I was like we were saying, oh, like, what's his name? What's his name? Is it Father Karma? I'm like, no, it's Karma Fantexel. I've seen it. I've read it recently, and I think they might have mentioned it in the first book of Dust. Yeah. But yeah, he was so good again. Yeah, he's doing a really good job. Yeah. It's so um, heartbreaking again, like, when they're talking about their son and stuff, and, like, how much they, like, clearly still love each other, and, yeah, it was really sweet. I don't like that she doesn't use a broom to fly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm... This is probably the first episode of Crumty that I've been disappointed by quite a few of the aspects of it. Mm. I mean, we're still doing infinitely better than the film did. Yeah. But like, yeah, I just, I always assumed why was Lyra picking a bit of branch out in that massive room? 
if Sarah Fiona Pagula doesn't own a branch that she mm. uses to fly. Yeah. And um, then it was just a bit, it was a bit too like Captain Marvel, Superman flying around vibe. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I wonder if the reason why this episode fell a little bit flatter is it is because it came off the tales of last episode, which I think was like everyone said how good it was. It was really well renowned for being a brilliant episode. Mm. It's quite hard to follow something like that, especially when you know that the next episode has to have some of the like most important points and storylines in the book. It's quite hard to do that. But yeah, I, I did like Serafina. I did laugh when you said Rich messaged me and she was like, why is she flying like Superman? Did I enjoy that? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Give, give her a... Doesn't need to be a broomstick broomstick. I don't need like a cartoon witch, but like that's why I liked the cloud pine branches. Yeah. Is it being more of like a like a, a legit just branch? Mm. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> I think that Yorick looks so good. Like the visual effects on him look amazing. Like you can't tell that he's not real. I love his bum. Every time he turns yeah. around, his little wiggly bear booty makes me really the happy. Un- yeah, I think the only time you could tell he wasn't real is when she was riding him because it did look a tiny bit off. I think you were saying that he, she was like riding on his neck. Why is she riding <laughs> on his neck? Go behind his shoulder blades. That's like yeah. riding like a horse. Like he's going to get a bad neck. Mm. <laughs> he's going to get a bad back. Oh, bless him. But I don't know if that's why that looked off. But even like the scenes where she's like, what you mentioned earlier, where she's like leaning against him mm. and talking to him and touching him. And he's eating that deer. Yeah. You can't tell that. Usually if like, if there's um, a character that's uh, VFX, you can tell that they are. And, like, obviously, mm-hmm. we know it's not real, but as, and especially you can tell that they are when somebody, like, touches them or, like, has to interact with them in a way that they're, like, super close. But I don't think... I haven't had that moment yet that's, like, pulled me out of it, which I think mm. is really good. It's really hard to do, especially with a bear that's got fur, and they have to, like, texture that and layer that up properly. Uh, Boreal's a bit of a creep with Will's mum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I'm really enjoying the portrayal of Will's mum. I think it's really interesting to combine her. She's uh, clearly got some kind of OCD. She's got like the counting and she mm-hmm. switches the lights on an awful lot, I think. And she she's got a lot of like compulsions that she has to do in order to make herself feel safe. Yeah. Which is part of her like mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. But then in the book we always get the impression that all of her paranoia is because of her mental health. But this is very much right from the off. We know that it's because what triggers her to like have like more of an episode is the fact that there is legitimately somebody being creepy to her. Yeah, which I think is like is a really good way of grounding a lot of her like worries in something real. But also, it I don't know how that I don't know how that plays out, especially with Will just immediately disbelieving her. I feel like we needed more. I'm not. I'm not explaining myself very well. <laughs> I know what you mean. We haven't had ta- enough time with them to establish what is properly going on with Will's mum. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't he believe her? Yes. We need more of her displaying tendencies of paranoia that yeah. are unfounded yeah. before he starts disbelieving the stuff that she's saying that it has a basis in reality. Yeah, exactly. He's al- Yeah, he's already at that place and it's quite hard to jump into that straight away as a viewer without having a little bit of disdain towards Will for being a bit harsh to his mum. Yeah, just being really dismissive of yeah. him. Yeah. Also, their house is way fancier than I thought it was. It's so weird, that house. It looks like it's, like, um, very modern, uh, like, in the countryside kind of mm. weird. Yeah, I, I, was, I was a bit thrown off by that house. I kind of always imagined him in, like, 
maybe a terraced house, but yeah. like kind of like a just really simple little two up, two down thing on a little terraced row. Yeah. And like maybe a council house. Mm-hmm. May, like you don't get the impression that him and his mum are particularly well off. But from this, that house looks fancy to me. Yeah. It looks like they're doing quite well for themselves. Yeah, definitely. Also, who's the guy in the car that looks a bit like Milo Ventimiglia? I thought that Boreal, if he if he is going to be looking and watching the house and Will's mum and Will, he'd be with Thomas. Yeah. He must, I, I suppose, there's somebody else in this world then, in our world, that knows what's happening. Maybe. Who I, else I mean, could he be? He's got to be working for Boreal or Thomas, right? So two men break into Will's house, don't they? When... At the kickoff of the second book. Yes. Maybe that's going to be the second man, because the second man can't be Boreal, because Lyra's got to meet him later. Yeah, that's true. So maybe this is the second man, and him and the other guy. Mm. I don't know. Maybe Boreal's just got loads of contacts. Loads of people. Yeah. Also, Thomas doesn't seem as sweet as I originally thought. He's getting a bit... Enjoying it a bit too much, isn't he? Like, probably evil, evil, creepy vibes um, about him. Which yeah. I was like, oh, okay, fine. I want to know more about him, though. I wonder if they'll, if he, as good of a job as he is doing, I wonder if he's just there so that we can see what Boreal is doing with, like, Will's mum and yeah. uh, and Will. Because are we going to get more of a backstory as to how they met and where he's from and how that relationship started? Because I'd love to see that. But I don't think we will see it. No. I think we just get Boreal showed up and somehow he's made some friends. Yeah. But like, how? And got a <laughs> he is very charming. And got his <laughs> got his fucking car clamped and then magically yeah. unclamped. <laughs> the setting for the Egyptian camp. Mm-hmm. So obviously the Egyptians had found some kind of air sh- crashed airship in the snow. Yeah. To like camp in, we spent ages trying to work out what it was. I was like, well, it can't be like a submarine. <laughs> like just it's just really odd that that's yeah. where they put the camp. And then really odd, again, skip right to the end of the episode, that they chose to have Lyra get taken in the night by an mm-hmm. ambush. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the books it happens when they're travelling and there's like a bit of a yeah, battle it does. and like, she gets yeah, yeah. snatched in the heat of a battle. Whereas having her just like kidnapped is a really, it's different again. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. I I didn't mind that though. No. I didn't mind that change. I thought... The poor guy going for a piss with his little squirrel. Oh and the squirrel and, uh, just goes, poof! I was like, oh, he's pissing, so he's going to die. I was just <laughs> like, he's just, that's just going to happen. Also, like, a literal wolf is, like, coming up behind you, and you're a squirrel. That is some rubbish prey instincts right there from yeah. that squirrel. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. how is he not caught? Like, they've got pretty decent peripheral vision, don't mm. they? That squirrel did an awful job of keeping a lookout. <laughs> there's dogs as well, there's demons that were dogs in that scene. Mm. I think they might have been real dogs. There is definitely some that were on leads when they were getting into the station. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, I wonder who got to be the animal wrangler on that scene and hang out with all those pups. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, they they look too good to not be real. Yeah. So that's interesting. And I guess they don't have to talk. They don't have to do anything mm-hmm. fancy. Like, just get a real dog on it. It's cheaper than CG. Yeah. <laughs> By quite a long way. <laughs> yeah. That's also, like, true. yes, more pups on set, please. <laughs> How did you feel about Marcaster this episode? I don't know, really. I don't think I had any massive thoughts on her. Again, it annoyed me when she was like, where's his demon? And I was like, well, you might not be able to see him. 
Yeah. That annoyed me. But that annoyed me about everyone that said that up until yeah. that point. It wasn't just her. Unless you can, like, sense, like, viscerally that you, like, you can tell that someone's demon is gone. Mm. Like, because it's... Maybe it's her son, so maybe she could sense it on him. Yeah. She, it's going to sound a bit harsh, but she was very quick to just be like, okay, die there. <laughs> Bye. I've been waiting for her to have that moment of, like, maybe it's going to come. Maybe the rage has come in. She's not been as strong as I want her to be as a character. Mm. And I was like, this episode could be the one. But again, she's just she's just been very cryy when I feel like the Marcosta that I've grown up reading would be filled with rage mm. and would be... I feel like I just feel a lot more powerful emotions coming from her. Yeah. And she's doing a very good job, but she's not, I don't know, she's just not quite the, like, bolshy woman that I want her to be. Yeah. In the same way. I'm really glad that Mark Oster's getting to come north, though. Yeah. Because I feel like in the books she doesn't get to come this far. That's true. And so I think it's important for her to have that moment. If you're going to make the kid in the shed, Billy, then it's important for Mark Oster to be there. So we know that... We've seen many times now in this TV show that if your demon dies, then you die. Mm-hmm. Or if you die, your demon disappears. Yeah. It's probably actually more of what we've seen. So I know, I assume they're going to get into all this next episode, but it's quite confusing to think, oh, well, he's not got his demon, but he's still alive, but then he dies. So it's one of those things where does that make people think that his demon's just been killed and he is yet to die and then he dies because his demon's been killed? Or do we think that his demon is still alive somewhere and they've just taken him away or taken her away from him? Hmm. I feel like because Lyra's going to be in that place in the next episode, they'll probably, we're probably going to find out and they're probably going to explain it better. But at, at that moment, if I didn't know what was going on, I'd be like, oh, well, if his demon's dead, then why isn't he dead already? Like, why didn't he die yeah. straight away? I feel like we're maybe supposed to put two and two together from the diagrams that Lyra found in the office. I don't know. That's easy Again. to say, knowing, because yeah. Le- I don't know if... He- Liam hasn't said anything to me about that. I don't yeah. think he's cottoned on yet. It's, it's interesting, because I guess there's been more talk in... There's been a lot more, like, subtle talk in the books of, like, indecision and the process and severed child and all of these words come up in the books that we've not heard anybody really talking about so far in the TV show. Yeah. So, like, I feel like Lyra put stuff together quite quickly in the books, especially as we've literally just read The Cocktail Party Mm -hmm. and we're about to talk about it later tonight. I feel like Lyra put stuff together almost before she even ends up in the North, whereas, like, we're still, like, we've only found out that someone's not somehow had a demon and now doesn't have a demon like now I don't know I'm struggling to get my thoughts out about this episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a tricky one it is it was kind of like a nothing but everything episode yeah stuff happened important things happened but they just didn't have the right effect on me to be then like oh my god this happened yeah they just kind of happened so like Billy it just happened. It almost feels like the reason that Lyra found Billy is so that she'd recognise the snowsuit when she got to the station. Yeah. Because the last moment of the episode is her recognising the snowsuit and being like, this is where they took Billy. Mm-hmm. And it almost feels like the whole episode was a device for her seeing a snowsuit so she'd know where she was when she got to the station. Yeah. Rather than a device for, look at this horrific thing that's being done to children. Yeah. Like, here's this really hor- like horrifying 
like soul crushing moment of finding this poor poor lost child. Yeah. Um, and Lyra being braver than all the adults in the building, interacting with his child, showing him affection, showing him like yeah. trying to help him when nobody else will. I feel like that was supposed to be the important message, but the important message we've kind of got is just here's some information and the story's moved on a bit. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little bit of a bummer because I think so far we've been so excited about every single episode and this is the first time that it's not lived up to everything that we hoped it to be. And I think that's mm. the general consensus on, especially on Twitter, I saw it trending last night, that people weren't particularly happy with how, how it all happened with, with Billy Costner. Yeah, I'm kind of in agreement mm. with, with a lot of the... Yeah. I do think they did some of the things really well so like the moments that actually hit me had a lot of impact on me well, like you were saying when Lyra's like making her way down that little jetty mm-hmm. and Pan's like whimpering and they do a really good job of putting so much emotion into him and all I think it's the thing that lead up to that moment when she opens the door is so good yeah and then everything that came after just di- it didn't work for me yeah it didn't hit the nail on the head yeah I would agree with that yeah I also liked how she was like I don't want to we have to look brave in front of Yorick yeah master your fear i thought that was cute i enjoyed the uh debate that was basically people being like oh why are we doing what a little girl's telling us to do Mm -hmm. and other people being like well it's not the little girl it's the alethiometer it's this like device that's like omniscient it knows it's clearly Mm -hmm. knows what we're supposed to be doing like we should listen to that and people being like but because lyra's holding it and lyra's the one wielding the information people being really resistant to doing what she's telling them to do which I think is interesting and that's one of the big like struggles of the book is being like a little kid in a grown-up world and trying to get people to listen to you yeah that was one of the bits of the episode that I feel like maybe that worked quite well because it took ages for her to actually be allowed to go yeah and even then they were like well we don't want you to go but you're just gonna have to do it anyway I like on that same vein that Yorick just believes everything from her straight away yeah, it's because bears can bears can tell the truth. Yes, you can't lie. <laughs> you are all welcome for that. that was really good. I enjoyed his like, you can't lie to a bear, and Lyra being like, I'm a bear, and he's like, you're not a bloody bear, Lyra. I'm not a bear. <laughs> I could be part bear, and you're not a bear. Lyra. <laughs> it's quite sweet. Yeah. Highlights were their interaction. Yeah. And Father Corum and Daddy Lee and Daddy Lee. There you go. Uh, and uh, top toots of the week are <laughs> Fadakora and Daddy Lee and uh, Yorick and his what, grumpy excellent Yorick. animation and his grumpy yeah. butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully next week things will pick up again. Yeah. I want to see Miss Coulter. I want to see Lord Azrael. I want to see them. Uh, I want to see both of them interact. Mm-hmm. That's coming. That's got to be like the last That's episode. That's Yeah. 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 That. But like James McAvoy, I wonder how much he got paid. He's only been in one episode. That's true. I mean, he's he's only in one episode, but he's probably signed up for three seasons, yeah. right? The next episode is called The Demon Cages. Everything seems to have been named after a chapter in the book. Yeah, oh, Demon um, Cages. So there. yeah, we've had Lyra's Jordan and then the idea of North. Yeah. But in the book, it's the idea of North and then Lyra's Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah the spies and armor and the lost boy these are all yeah all the names of chapters from the book which i like i like that they've not tried to rename anything here um but yeah demon cages is chapter 15 we jumped, so, we jumped around yeah 
Thank you for joining us for this episode where we've both just grumbled the whole <laughs> way through. You are so welcome. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Friday to discuss the sixth episode of the TV show, The Demon Cages. And we'll be back on the 16th of December with our discussion of Chapter 5 of Northern Lights, The Cocktail Party. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, bye. 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 <laughs> bye. bye.